Hi, I'm Danielle Gibson, and you're listening to The Confrontationalist. This podcast is for anyone who has ever said you're bad or scared of confrontation. And from my experience, this includes almost all of you. So I'm glad you're here. By listening to the show, you'll find yourself feeling much more comfortable saying what you mean so you can get what you want. Let's get started. Welcome to the Confrontationalist Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the power of no. So last week, I was on a networking Zoom call, and we had some time at the end of the call, and the leader of the group mentioned that she had just read this article on burnout, and there are that there were a lot of coaches in the room that day, and did any of us have any clients that we worked with that had burnout or do we have any thoughts about it or insights and, or tips or anything. So I raised my hand and I said, yes, I do. And I started off by talking about the fact that I think that there are two essential skills that fall under the confrontation umbrella that are necessary to prevent burnout. The first one is boundary setting. And the second one is the ability to say no. And then I elaborated a little bit. And when I got off the call, I thought about saying no as being a topic for this episode. And the reason being is that it is really hard for so many people to say no. And it's really rampant with women. And even those who sometimes can, there's always guilt and fear and just it's it's just so uncomfortable for people and so i want to talk about why it's uncomfortable why it's scary and also why it's really important to be able to master it and how life changing it is so what i'm going to do is talk about understanding the negative impact of saying yes uh the reasons that make it difficult to say no the benefits of saying no the importance of authenticity, and then I'll share a few strategies or tips for how to say no. And then I have a story about a a previous client that I think really illustrates the mess of not being able to say no and learning how to say no really well. So let's start with understanding the negative impact of yes. There are a lot of reasons that people say yes most of which are based on social and interpersonal conditioning. And that can create a great deal of pressure and stress. And here are some reasons for the pressure. The first being a fear of disapproval. So many people fear being seen as uncooperative or selfish if they say no. And they worry about disappointing people or possible backlash. Now, there can certainly be backlash, But if you're able to confidently say no and feel okay about it, you'll be able to handle that backlash. So the fear of no comes first. And then along with that is the fear of backlash. But if you've worked on it, the backlash doesn't matter. You'll be able to handle it. And then hand in hand with that is the desire for acceptance. So the desire for acceptance and fitting in with social groups can often drive people to say yes when they'd rather say no. And the fear 
is particularly strong with younger people, like adolescents and young adults. And what's interesting about this is that this basically is saying that people think there's this limiting belief that if you say no, you won't be accepted. But there are many reasons people accept people. And there's no rule that says in order to be accepted, you have to be available, agreeable, accommodating. Otherwise, you're out. So it's a limiting belief. Obviously, it's a it's a fear. And I just wanted to include that, that just because you think that you won't be accepted if you say no, that doesn't mean it's true. Then we have gender stereotypes. So with women, they often feel pressure to be nurturing and accommodating and agreeable. And that can lead to overcommitment, which can lead to resentment and anger and frustration. And ultimately it can lead to burnout. And, uh, after that is the lack of role models. So the absence of a strong female role model who can confidently assert boundaries and say no when necessary can make it challenging for women to develop these skills without someone modeling this how are women supposed to navigate situations these kinds of situations effectively so i had a mother who was actually a role model for me for this and it's funny to use the term role model when talking about my mom, because she was also such a crazy, insane person. But in this particular area, I saw what turns out to be a really difficult skill. I, w- I learned how to be assertive and straightforward and direct because she was. She was very direct she said what was on her mind, sometimes with no filter, which I have. And I thought that that was just how things were, that you were allowed to be this way. And it wasn't until I started coaching that I learned how wrong I was. I learned that that what I knew how to do was not in the majority, like that people are walking around terrified of saying no, among other things. So I was lucky. That was something I saw in the home. It helped me a lot. And it helped me also get to this place where I can help others learn how to do this. The final kind of pressure is people-pleasing. So in a lot of societies, there's an expectation that people should be accommodating and helpful, and that can lead to having a tendency to say yes, even when it's not in your best interest. And people-pleasing is also a coping mechanism that people learn at a very early age. And the reason it becomes a coping mechanism is out of fear. So if you have, if you're living in a horribly hostile environment, if there's abuse, if it's just a scary mommy or a scary daddy, kids very often will think, if I'm good, I will be safe. And sometimes being good means be- saying yes, being accommodating, 
being helpful. And so that's a learned coping mechanism that helps them survive and it serves them until it doesn't. And it starts to get in the way as an adult, except you don't necessarily know that you have this coping mechanism. And what's fascinating to me is how many people have told me freely, like easily, yeah, I'm a people pleaser, like they were born that way. And I'm always so surprised that they don't say, and I'd really like to change that because I hate doing these things and being there for everybody. And they just say it. I'm a people pleaser, period, end of sentence, nothing else. So I'd like all of you people pleasers who are listening to know that if it's in your way, if you hate that part of yourself, you can actually work to change that. It was a learned behavior so you can unlearn it. And so I think I'm going to potentially do a episode on just on people pleasing in the future, but it is something that really gets in the way and is the result of the pressure and results in not being able to say no. So saying yes, when you actually want to say no, can also be considered lying because you're misrepresenting your true intentions and your feelings and your capabilities. So here are a few reasons saying yes, instead of no, can be seen as being honest and can ultimately create problems. So the first one is you're not communicating your true feelings. By saying yes, what you're doing is you're withholding how you feel and what you want. And when you do this, there's a lack of open communication. And that lack of open communication can prevent others from understanding who you are, what your boundaries are, what your preferences are, what your limitations are. You're just not, you're misrepresenting yourself. And you may also break your promises. When you say yes to a commitment, there's a risk of letting someone down or not following through. And this can lead to unmet expectations and disappointment, which constrain relationships. Now, there are some people who say yes to doing something and know full well that they're not going to follow through. They say yes because they want the conversation to end and they never have an intention of following through. This is something they know how to do. It's how they handle conversations like this. And then there are people who say yes and think even if they don't want to do it at that moment, that maybe they'll change their mind. So the intention is I'll say yes and hopefully I'll get to yes. And they don't. So it's okay. Either are okay because that's how they get through the day. But just know that that's a lie. This first person knows full well that the the yes is a total lie. And I think it's important that you understand that, that it's not just, yeah, I'll just say this thing and whatever. It's a, you're lying and you're potentially lying to yourself as well. And then finally, in the dishonesty, you're not going to be aligned with your values. If you agree to do something that goes against your values, you're essentially compromising your integrity and authenticity. And inauthenticity can be considered a form of deception, even when it's unintentional. So let's talk a little bit about being authentic. Being authentic comes with a lot of benefits. And 
that will positively impact your mental, emotional, and social well-being. And here are a few of them. The first one is increased self-acceptance. So if you're able to live authentically, it means you're able to accept and embrace yourself in its entirety, in your entirety, including your strengths and weaknesses. And self-acceptance can lead to a greater sense of self-esteem and self-worth. It's also helpful for self-awareness. Being authentic encourages self-exploration and self-awareness. You gain a deeper understanding of your values, beliefs, and desires, and that can guide your life choices. It also allows for a sense of well-being. Authenticity reduces inner conflict and stress. When you express your true feelings and thoughts, you experience a sense of emotional well-being. You'll also be less anxious. Um, Another one is that it will create stronger relationships. Authenticity fosters deeper and more meaningful connections with others. When you're genuine, people are more likely to trust and relate to you on a personal level. And it can enhance leadership skills. Authentic leaders are often more effective because they inspire trust and loyalty. Their transparency and honesty encourages others to follow their lead. Now, if you think about the different types of leaders out there, they're not only in corporations. If you use a politician as a leader, because that's what they're supposed to be, I'm going to use this as an example because it's extreme. A politician is supposed to be leading his or her state. They're representing the state, the people of their state. And politicians are notoriously inauthentic. They are not trustworthy. What they do is they say the things that they think their voters want to hear. That doesn't mean that they agree with it. They could totally oppose whatever they're talking about. But they say what they say because they want the votes. They want to keep their job. They also don't answer questions straightforwardly. They, They literally do not answer even the question very often. They'll just change the topic. So it's one of the reasons why there's such a a distrust with politicians because it is clear that they're they're not being authentically themselves and i actually think that if more of them would be themselves that they'd have a much more successful job or run and people would like them better so being inauthentic can manifest in various physical and emotional ways And they can vary from person to person. So things like a stiff neck or a lower back pain or shoulder pain, stomach issues, headaches. You might have a racing heart or palpitations. You might sweat. You might have a chest tightness or suffer from fatigue. And all of this is because of the stress that comes with not expressing your true thoughts and feelings. So what are some strategies for saying no? This is really hard to kind of talk about because you can't just learn the thing that you need to say in order to say no. It's not just like changing your mind. But there are certain things that I do suggest that people try and say, if they can, that are short and simple, which is if someone asks you, to do something, let's say it's like, can you come out to dinner on Friday night? And you don't want to go. You can simply say, thank you for the invitation. Unfortunately, I can't make it. 
You do not have to give reasons why you can't make it. You do not need to justify it. The answer is still going to be no. And if you think about it, if you say yes, which is acceptable and promoted, have you ever said yes to an invitation and then said, and let me tell you all of the reasons I'm saying yes. You have never done that ever. But with a no, you could just gush reasons. You make them up. They could be true. Whatever it is, it's exhausting. And the person may not care because you're saying no. doesn't really matter why. Although there are some people who, after you say no, will ask why, which I think is obnoxious. And you can easily just say, I just am not going to be able to make it. And if for some reason anybody presses you further than that, I would just ignore it because it's ridiculous. Like it just doesn't matter. But people just don't like to be told no. And there might be pushback about it as well. They might get mad at you. And that's not your problem. You can make it your problem by thinking you did something wrong. But really, the person might be disappointed and that, and. There are myriad reasons why people get upset with you if you say no, but that's their problem. It's not your problem. And you can make it your problem, but it isn't your problem. So I would like to talk about a recent client. I worked with her a number of years ago and she came to me because she didn't know how to say no in the, in particular circumstance. So a lot of her friends had gotten married and had kids and she's single. And so when they were all getting married, she went to a lot of bridal showers. She was in some of the weddings. She went to the weddings, sometimes with someone, sometimes without someone. And then they got pregnant and there were baby showers and then there were birthdays. It could have been one, two, three, four. It could have been seven birthdays. Could be bar mitzvahs, christenings. A lot, a lot of stuff that she could not say no to. And she really wanted to. And what ended up happening is these kids grew up and they started to get engaged, which meant they were going to get married, which meant she was going to have a round two. So she just couldn't handle it. So she hired me. And the first thing I asked her is, why is it so hard for you to say no? And she gave me a few different answers. One was, I feel bad. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to get into trouble. And when I hear, I don't want to get into trouble, I'm hearing her inner child. Anyone who says, I don't want to get into trouble, if you think about it, I don't want to get into trouble is something a child would say, not an adult. Adults generally don't worry about getting into trouble. Kids do. So when she said that, of course, I knew that that was something she learned when she was a child, that whatever the circumstances are, it's not, a, it's not okay to say no. So as it turns out, it wasn't just weddings and baby showers and birthdays. It was things like saying no to getting coffee with someone, 
saying no to going out to dinner, saying no if someone asked if they could come and and stay it with you because they're here and they don't want to pay for a hotel, saying no to taking care of her friend's dog, saying no to helping her friend paint the apartment. I mean, it's endless. And here's the thing. Anyone has the right to ask for anything. Everyone can ask for everything that they want. And you have the right to say no. They're not wrong and you're not wrong. So we worked together and ultimately she was able to get to a place where she could say confidently and easily, thanks so much for the invitation. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't attend. Or the friend who wants to stay on her couch, she could say, yeah, that's not going to work for me that weekend. That's it. It doesn't have to be because after that. It's a period and a sentence. There's no justification. Think of how bad you feel when you justify your no. Like it feels really bad. So I think it's really important to consider working on this if this is a problem for you. I think that it's really important to also understand that if you are not ready to do the work that it takes to learn how to do this, that that's okay too. So in addition to a few like one-liners of how you might be able to say no, something that I'd like to say to help you is if you're not ready, it's okay. You're doing the best you can. Very often someone doesn't hire me until they're like at rock bottom, they're miserable, they can't take it anymore. So if you're just able to deal with the discomfort and you hate it, but you're not in a place yet where you wanna actively work on it, the, the best advice I can give you is to allow yourself to just be that way, it's okay. You're not a bad person, you're not doing anything wrong if you're not ready to work on yourself. It's fine. We do what we do when we can do it. We do the best we can at any given time. If you need to put a sticky note on your computer that says, I'm doing the best I can, I recommend doing that because you are doing the best you can. If one day you get to the place where you'd no longer like to have this problem, this challenge, you'll deal with it when that happens. Right now, if you're not ready, that's perfectly fine. So, I hope that this resonated with some of you and I look forward to hanging out again in the next episode. And I hope you have a really great week. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll be back soon with more insights to help you get closer to being an expert confrontationalist. If there are any topics you'd like me to talk about on the show, you can DM me through my Instagram at the underscore confrontationalist. You can message me through LinkedIn or contact me through my website, theconfrontationalist.com backslash contact. And finally, I'm sure you know at least five people who are terrified of being direct and having difficult conversations. So take a minute and think of who they are, go to your podcast app and share this episode with them today. See you next time.